Here we go, everyone. Good morning. Welcome back. Beginning another beautiful week over here in beautiful company in our beautiful neighborhood of Summerton and coming to you live from the Summerton Community Kailal of Summerton, Philadelphia. And we are continuing with our Der Hashem series. And let's check the battery over here. Yes, we got a pretty full-looking battery there. We should be all right. Have our uh, devices and uh, equipment cranked up here. And we are up to Chelek Alev Perek Gimel Simen Hey. Aleph Gimel Hey. And we left off last week with Aleph Gimel Dalit. And what have we been talking about? What did we see last week in Aleph Gimel Dalit? We were talking about the need for two different environments, two different creations, two different universes, two different worlds, and two different existences. That man who has to go through stage one and stage two, man who has to go through stage one where he earns his reward, and stage two where he he uh, enjoys that reward, which is really stage one where he creates that reward, which is really stage one where he creates himself as being rewardable, and stage two where he where he enjoys that have to be two drastically, vastly types, the different types of Existences as we had last time. Gotta have an existence, a, a, a um, world, universe, that's suitable for stage one. You have to have a totally different environment for stage two. We can't just reward man and say, okay, walk through the magic door now and uh, let's see what's behind door number one. And here is Elam Haba before, behind door number one. You can't do that. And as we saw and explained last week, there is a very significant and... and, and um, critical reason behind this, and that is, again, it's not about this big shopping spree, not about a trip to the candy store, not about cashing anything in, is about being at one with Hashem. And the way, we're going to return to that just to um, to, to be myself a little bit, to put things together, draw some, draw some um, links between some of the points that came up last week, and to put ourselves in a position where we can go on this week. So, um, put things together again, uh, the the the, uh, the 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 issue that everything comes down to is the definition of what enjoyment and hano and eternal reward is in Adam Haba precludes us from being able to have that existence in Adam Hazeh and necessitates an existence in Adam Hazeh that's not going to allow us to continue maintain that existence in Adam Haba. Why? Because again, Eilam Habba, the reward of Eilam Habba is all about the closeness, the oneness, the relationship with Hashem. Great, we got that. Being at one with Hashem as much as possible, 100%. But Eilam Hazeh has to be set up in such a way that we create that on our own. We make ourselves people that, can, that are like Hashem. We make ourselves people that, are, that can be at one with Hashem. And the only way we can do that is to have the ability to be not like Hashem. We make ourselves like Hashem nevertheless. We have the ability to be distant from Hashem. We make ourselves close to Hashem nevertheless. I've made myself self-contained, independent source of Shlemus. And now, I'm at one with Hashem, like Hashem, and constant with Hashem as much as possible. That's Eilam Haba. Do we have to actually sin and stumble to get into the next world? No, we don't have to. We just have to have the ability to sin, the ability to stumble. The ability to sin and stumble requires having a body that wants to sin and stumble and fall and fail and falter. We have to have such a body. And that body gives us equal and opposite choices, pulls, and and uh, incitements. 
And we have to overcome those pulls. We have to overcome those incitements. And that's exactly how we make ourselves like Hashem. So the very fact that we have to have Bechiru, we have to have free one, free choice, which necessitates a body that wants to go down and a soul that wants to go up, makes us people that cannot be at one with Hashem fully and entirely in this world. Because we are schlepping around with us a great deal of our existence which is opposed to Hashem, which is not like Hashem, which is contradictory to Hashem, and that is our body. We have a body that wants to sin. We have a body that wants to sink. We have a body that wants to stumble. That's not like Hashem. That's very far from Hashem. That gets in the way of a relationship with Hashem. Therefore, the existence that this world necessitates in order for me to get into the next world also necessitates that there has to be a, de- a different world, a new world, a different, a, a different type of existence radically altogether and a new type of me. That's why we have Olam Haba, a new world, with a new me, a new us, a new body. That's why after 120, what do we do with everybody? After 120, somebody dies, he expires. We take him, we bury him in the ground in order for the body to dissipate, in order for the, the body to... to uh, that's right, that's a, that maybe a less pleasant word. I was trying to avoid that, but we'll use that word once it was said anyway. Decompose, yes? But, but uh, the point of all that is... Really, the, what is the point of that? What's the point? The point of that is we have to get rid of this body so we get ready to have a new body. This body is not a body we can take into the Mabo. Oil Mabo certainly will be physical, will have physical existence, but not this physical existence. It's not this body that we're taking into Oilam Habo. We cannot take this body into Oilam Habo because this is a body that can sin. If it can sin, if it's able to sin, then it's, it gets in the way of Dvekas with Hashem. The fact that it can sin. Now, that means that the body we have in Olam Habal cannot sin. And that's true. It cannot sin. And a different way of saying whether it can sin or it cannot sin is can the body be in charge? Can the body lead the way? Can the body direct me? So a body that can direct me is a body that can sin. Because anytime the body directs me, I'm, I'm, I'm falling away from Hashem. If the soul directs me, I'm coming closer to Hashem. The soul directs the body. That's great. That's what we want. If the body directs the soul, that's going away from Hashem. And the body can do that. The body, therefore, that can do that is, is be'etzim. Be'etzim is inherently a contradiction to God. In Olam Ha'abah, we will have a body. There will be physicality, but it will be a body that is only capable of following the soul. The soul is exclusively in charge. The soul is running the show. The only thing the body is capable of doing is getting schlepped by the, 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 the soul. And that's why in Olam Ha'abah, again, we're given a, a new existence, a new body. We destroy this world. We destroy these bodies. The soul is eternal. The soul goes back to Shemai. We'll see what happens to the soul in the meantime. We'll get there. The body has to be destroyed, and the body is recreated and remade. Okay, but how come we live and we say, and we are, uh, thank you, Hashem, for returning our soul and our body? No, we don't say for returning our body. Yes. How to translate this? Hashem, you return to me, my neshama. Yes. No, we say that every morning. We only think that every morning. Every morning. Yeah, yes, it's the same. Oh, душа в тела. No, no, he's saying, he's saying that because the, the way that they translate there is that the Shem returns the soul into the body. Into the body, into the body, yeah. Into the body, right. How can it return to the body? The body is decomposed. It's 
Oh, no, no, no. The body doesn't keep decomposed every... No, you're talking about when you wake up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning, that's what you're referring to. Your body doesn't decompose every night when you go to sleep. We hope not. We certainly hope not. If your body would decompose while you're sleeping at night, you wake up. It wouldn't be so geschmack to wake up in a body that's, that's decomposing, right? No, that's like a zombie. We don't want to wake up as zombies, right? Yeah, but, but um, it says, uh, uh, no, 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 no. There's two types. It says, it says when the body, when you die. After you die, uh, thank you, Hashem, for the tour in the soul and now body. After you yeah, die, you, yeah, your body, but you'll get a new body. You're going to get a new body, like getting a new suit. Get a new suit. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, maybe uh, this is my second life or the third life already. Could be. But why is it down like this? But, but even, even if you had a second or a third life, the body that you had is still the same type of body, a body that can sink, a body that can stumble, a body that can sin. In the world to come, we're going to get a different type of body altogether. A body that's not recognizable uh, as, 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 as uh, if we use this body as our frame of reference, a totally different type of body. That's the body that we get in Eilam Habab. body that can only follow the, 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 the soul. And, and I, want to, I want to expand on that a little bit. First of all, so we, we're, we're kind of summarizing things in a nice way, you know, building off what we had last week, you know, to start this morning with clarity. And just to build off of that idea, it really can be thought, a suit is not a bad idea, not a bad way of thinking about it. In this world, my body is not a suit for my soul, not a jacket. My body is, is um, in the driver's seat. And there's a constant struggle between the body and the soul. You know, who's they're sitting side by side there in the front seat of the car, and they're fighting for the for the steering wheel. The body grabs the steering wheel from the soul and says, "No, we're going to go this way." <laughs> Steps down on the gas. You know, we're taking uh, we're, we're we're taking the all, we're going off road driving. That's what the body says, right? And the car starts bouncing around all over the place, and the soul is fighting to get the steering wheel back, but the soul can't do anything because if the body's driving, the soul has to go where the body wants to drive. Then the soul gets a little stronger. The soul grabs the steering wheel back from the body, pushes the body out of the way. The soul says, no, we're going back on the highway. We want to drive on the highway. Highway to heaven. That's what we want to drive on, right? A smooth and easy drive. And then the body is forced to go along with the soul. That's what this world is like. Is back and forth, they're always fighting over the steering wheel. But whoever has a steering wheel, everyone's forced to drive that direction, right? You understand? That's this world. The next world, the body and the soul. We have a body and a soul. The body is mamish like a jacket. Suit jacket. You find a suit jacket. Does your suit jacket like yank you over there? Your suit jacket takes you over there. Your pants, your pants make you run that way. Arthur, your shoes make you dance. This is not some kind of weird, you know, science fiction or fantasy idea over here. Your shoes don't make you dance. Your feet dance with your shoes. Your body walks with your pants. Your 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 uh, you know upper body is in motion through the jacket. In the next world, it's exactly what it'll be like. The body will just be a set of clothing for the neshama. It will be there. But it'll be a set of clothing in that it just goes where the neshama goes. It's totally, totally, totally subordinate to the soul. And not only, see, it's better than saying, I'm avoiding, so everyone's thinking that, why don't we just say, that if in this world they're fighting for the steering wheel, so in the next world, the body is in the back seat. You know, like with the taxis that have those bars in between, the police cars. You know, you put someone in the back seat, you can't get to the front seat. So maybe say it like that. It's it's, it's more than that, because 
if we just throw the body into the back seat, that's a body that, if he would be in the front seat, he could still grab the steering wheel, he'd just put it in the back seat. In the next world, world to come, it's even more than that, it goes beyond it. It's not that we just toss him into the back seat, put him out of reach of the steering wheel. He is, the, our body, in the world to come, has an existence of, 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 of such that, even if he'd be in the front seat, he can't grab the steering wheel, and he is in the front seat. We're wearing him. The body, the goof, became a set of clothes, became a suit. In this world, it's not like that. In this world, you have the body and the soul that is sitting side by side and constantly fighting over the steering wheel. Everybody got that? You got that? They're fighting over the steering wheel. We're gonna take, we're gonna take the, uh, back roads, or we're gonna take the highway. We're gonna avoid the tolls or take the tolls. That's what they're always fighting over. Okay. We take Route 1, we're going to take the Turnpike, right? That's, that's what they're fighting about. That's what they're fighting about the whole time. The next world, it became a suit jacket. And let's take that one more step before we, we uh, continue for today. Let's take that one more step over here. Um, there are major, major differences between the two existences. Again, we see that that um, this idea that there's two existences with two types of bodies and two types of setups, the stage one and stage two, is something that's necessary, is something that has to be, in, and something that's necessitated from all the building blocks that we had so far. There has to, once the Rebunsham wants to allow us to enjoy Hishlamus in the world to come, it has to be done in such a way that we have to die and get rid of this body and have an entirely new body. Because again, the very fact that we have to have avoid in this world necessitates us having that struggle, necessitates us having Bechira, necessitates us having a guf that wants to sink and fall away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A guf that wants to sink and go away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a guf that can't enjoy HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the next world because there's a steer. Everybody got that? It's beautiful. Mamish, a direct, direct, direct uh, uh, product of all the ideas that we had so far. And building off of that, we, uh, we're explaining now that the, the fundamental difference between the two gufs is, is it a guf that has the ability to have equal control like the neshama, and they can push each other around there in the front seat of the car? Or, or, is it a guf that is worn by the neshama like a, like us wearing a jacket, a hoodie, a very cozy looking, I must say, um, shirts. Flannel. Flannel shirt, correct? Am I right, Arthur? Is that flannel? Looks, I wish I could get away with wearing shirts like that. I so wish it. This is the right day for a shirt like that. Okay. Anyway. But, uh, that's the world to come. The guf is a, is a flannel shirt being worn by the neshama. And that makes a tremendous difference in terms of not just the relationship between the guf and the neshama, but the relationship of the, 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 the nature of the support system. And let me explain what that means. In this world, the guf is a primary player. The guf, as we just said, is someone that has a lot of weight and has a lot of, uh, sometimes a, a lot of weight, right? Uh, our our guf has a tremendous amount of weight. You know, we drove to Pittsburgh for Shabbat Shevabrachas, right? And uh, we were driving the van. We had the 15-seater the, the, uh, and had all the seats in there. And every seat had, you know, had, 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 had occupants plus every seat. And we had kids and my, my in-laws came with us. Somehow we got everybody into the 15-seater and stuff and pekeloch. And uh, we were driving down the Pennsylvania Turnpike and we passed a sign that said, you know, a certain, there was a certain point 
there's a bridge or something, it said, no vehicles over five tons may pass over here. So my kids said, Tati, Tati, can we, can we drive here? <laughs> then my, one of my older kids, ah, we're not five tons. They know the one of the older, more informed kids. Five tons? We're not five tons. We have a lot of people in this van. We're not five tons. So I said, I said, it's true. Right now we're not five tons. But on the way back from Shavash Shavabrachas, I think we might be over five tons. We might talk exceed five tons. And I think we did. But the Baruch Hashem, the food was so delicious and there's so much of it. The, the chalant and the mezainas and the everything coming out of our, coming out of our noses over there. On the way back we might have exceeded five tons. But anyway, anyway, let's get back to this world and the next world. Okay? So, so, um, the guf in this world is a manda amar. And the guf has something to say. The guf has a primary existence second to that of the neshama. It's a, has a primary existence. Which means if it has a primary existence, you gotta figure out how to keep the neshama, I'm sorry, the guf, how do you keep the guf alive? So how do you keep the guf alive in this world? You want to make sure you keep your guf alive, because you need a guf. Can someone say, well, Hashem gave me a guf, and I know my guf is bad, so I'm, I'm going to let my guf die. Body, the body. Hashem gave me a body, I know the body is bad, because the body always falls away from Hashem, the body sinks, I just learned that in Derech Hashem, that the body is a bad component, so you know, I'm just going to let my body die. Is that the right thing to do in this world? No, of course not. Because when the body dies, we die. We're no longer in stage one. We can't work to get into stage two. So you got to keep the body alive to be able to have Bechiro. To be able to have work. To be able to make yourself Shalim. you got to keep the body alive. How do you keep the body alive in this world? Toira! Oh, no. No, no, no. Eating! That's right. What? Eating, drinking, sleeping. That's how you keep your body alive. The body is a primary source of our primary part of our existence, the primary component. That you, there's rules how do you keep how do you keep a body alive? It's physical. That's when the body has a primary existence. What about the world to come? We do we have a body in the world to come? No. Well, well, no, no, no. Please say it the right way. What, what, what? Do we have a body in the world no. to come? Do we have a physical existence in the no. world to come? No. Oh, good, 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 good. Say that again. Say that louder. That's what you mean. So, so we, right? So do we have? So we have a body, just a different one. I didn't say do we have this body. No, no, no. Do we have a body? Good. Okay. You almost gave me a heart attack just there, Baisha. Okay. Yes, we have a different body, but we have a body. We have a physical component, according to Ramchal, according to Ramchal, and everyone else aside from the Rambam. We have a physical body in the world to come. Correct. Yeah. We have physicality. We have physicality. We have a body. A different body. True. A different body. But we have a physical body. We have a body, as we explained. That's what? What's one of the differences between the body in this world and the body in the next one? This world, it, it has, it's a man to Omar. It has what to say. It's fighting for the steering wheel the whole time. Trying to take us off-road. The body in the next world doesn't have a primary existence. It's like what? what what's the analogy that we gave earlier this morning? The body in the next world. is like what? Like a suit, you just wear it, you wear it. That body has a different existence, and since it doesn't have a primary existence, it has a secondary existence, it's a subordinate existence. The way you keep it alive is very different than the way you keep the body alive in this world. In this world, the body is a primary existence, you gotta nurture, maintain, and, and sustain the body. That's so the body has to eat and drink. There's a chazal, the Gemara that says, Mesechas Makas, it says, Bailam Habba, Allah says, Lavai, Bailam Habba. 
Im Bailam Haba. Bailam Haba. Ein Bai. Loi Achila. Veloi Shusia. Veloi Piri Verivia. Ela Tadikim Yoshim Venenen Biziv Ashkina. We know this Gemara. In the world to come, there's no eating, there's no drinking, there's no procreation. Rather, the Tadikim sit and they bask in Hashem's light. The Gemara says explicitly there's no eating and drinking in Adam Haba. Which Agav is another Rai, not like the Rambah, because if there's no good, of course there's no eating and drinking. The Shamas don't eat and drink. The very fact that the Gemara has to say, Gemara has to say, Ein boi guf, Ein boi loyachiv loyachasiyo. Mashma, that's like a Chiddush, right? Of course the Shamas doesn't eat and drink. Good, uh, there's a lot of Gemaras that have that are difficult with the Rambah. But um, the Gemara says that in, in the world to come, there's no eating, there's no drinking. Rather, the Tzadikim just sit and enjoy Hashem. What does it mean there's no eating and drinking? It means you don't need to eat, you don't need a drink. To keep the body alive, the body doesn't need to be sustained physically anymore. Is that because you don't have physical existence? No, of course you have physical existence, but that's because the body's existence is now dependent on the soul. It is an extension of the soul. It's being worn by the soul. It's secondary to the soul, supported by the soul, so the body is kept alive by the soul. Tzadikim yoshim that dveikus, that closeness, that oneness that I have with Hashem, that my Nishan has with Hashem, that keeps the body alive. That's what sustains the body. You don't have to eat or drink. It's a transcendental existence, which does not require sustaining the guf anymore. The guf, the body is sustained via the neshama. That's an amazing idea that puts a lot of things together over here for us. But that's, that's, that's exactly what Chazal mean when they say that in Haba, there's no eating, there's no drinking. Not because we don't have a body, but because the ba- we do have a body, but the body doesn't need to eat or drink anymore to be sustained. It's a body that is sustained by the neshama. By the neshama. Because it's secondary to the neshama, it's built to the neshama. And where do we find a, 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 an existence that approached this? Now we understand something else. One more domino topples. This was Moshe Rabbeinu on top of Harsinai. As Moshe tells us several places in the Torah, that, that, Lechem Lechadi, Maim Moshe Sisi, Arboim Arboim Loilo. For 40 days and 40 nights, Moshe went to get to the Torah. He didn't eat or drink. Moshe says this explicitly. Moshe Rabbeinu, right? He didn't eat or drink for 40 days. How can you eat, not eat or drink for 40 days? You can't go 40 minutes without eating or drinking, right? Oh, what was that mean? Almost like Hashem. Huh? What human being can go 40 days and 40 days without eating? Moshe got a gift temporarily. He got an Olam Haba type existence for those 40 days. In order to bring down the Torah, which is up there with Hashem, in order to be a, a Tzinor, a pipeline, a conduit, to take the infinite down into the finite, he has to be given temporarily an existence, which a transcendental existence, an existence which is above this world, even while he's still in this world. He has to be given a transcendental existence temporarily to allow him to bring the Torah down. He was given for 40 days in Olam Haba existence. An existence where the body was completely subordinate to the guf, the body, to the soul, the body was completely secondary to the soul, and the body was being worn by the soul like, like we wear a suit. The body had no ability to have control. The body had no ability to be a man to Amar, to, to have any type of input. It was totally dependent on the soul. And when you have such an existence, you don't need to eat or drink. So it's not so much that like we're very impressed. Wow, you didn't eat or drink for four days? Psh, that's crazy. How'd you do that? That's not what's impressive. That's just a direct toitzah, a, a direct um, effect of the fact that he had a transcendental existence. That's what's impressive. Psh, wow, Moshe, you were in Adam Haba for 40 days. You had an existence where, 
where you had like stage two existence for 40 days. You had an existence where the, the goof, the body was subordinate to the soul for 40 days. Of course you don't have to eat or drink when you have that existence, but that's, that's, that, that's a side effect. That's a product of that. So what, what, what we're really impressed with is the fact that for 40 days, Maisha had that existence. That also goes hand in hand with the idea that the, the Mepharshim tells us that Maisha, in order to bring the Torah down, he had to lose his Bechira. Another domino. Maisha had to lose his Bechira to be able to bring the Torah down. Because I have, I have Bechira, there's a little bit of me. There's a little bit of me that gets in the way of the Torah itself. You want to bring down pure, undiluted, unadulterated, infinite Torah into the finite, there can't be any of you in the way. Me, that's my Bechira. Maisha has to lose his Bechira to bring the Torah down. He has to lose his ability to have free will. My ability to have free will is linked to the fact that I have a body that has a primary existence. In order to lose that, my body has to have a secondary existence. Once I lose that, my body has a secondary existence, that's stage two existence, that's transcendental existence. So of course your body doesn't have to eat or drink anymore. All the ideas go hand in hand. Bechira necessitates a body that wants to do things on its own, which necessitates, a, creates a body that has to be sustained. A physical body has to be sustained physically. Lack of Bechira. Loss of Bechira. Creates stage two existence, a body that's secondary to the neshama, that's worn by the neshama, a body that has no input, has no power, and therefore doesn't have any primary physical existence. A primary existence doesn't need to be sustained physically, because not a player is not a mandamer. It gets its sustenance through the soul because it's secondary to the soul. Very gishmak. All these things very go go very much hand in hand. That's a hashlama. It's the ideas that we had last week that'll take us forward to the ideas of this week, which is what we will continue with tomorrow. That will be aleph. Gimel, hey. Okay, we will continue. And tomorrow, we are going to go into Gan Eden. We're going to go and revisit Adam HaRishon, man, and original sin. That's what we're going to return to tomorrow. Okay, as we go further in the Savior, thank you all for joining. Everyone have a wonderful today.